mutant fly-looking aliens that rape women, a doctor and a cop team-up that leads to a love connection, and more virgins than an ISIS terrorist can shake his suicide bomb vest at. We watch Breeders. We watch it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Happy Friday the 13th weekend, Moon Goons. It's Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me today is my co-host, as always, my buddy, my best friend, Mr. Aaron of Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing on this Friday the 13th weekend? Friday the 13th weekend. It is Saturday the 14th. It, it is. is the time that Jason settles down, watches his Saturday morning cartoons, and just takes a load off. From his, his night of massacres. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, what's up, guys? Now, you would probably think we'd be doing, oh, a Friday 13th themed movie this week. Right. But we're not. Nah. Um, we kind of already did all the bad Friday 13th movies, really. And like, even are they that bad? Yeah. I mean. They're fun. They're fun. God, number um, five. Number, yeah, <laughs> that was the first one we did, which yeah. I still thought was pretty bad. But, I mean, compared to a lot of these, it's not. <laughs> did we do that one before Jason X? That was the first, I think. Ooh. I'm not sure. How we did Jason in space, Jason X. Jason X. It was either X or or Friday 13th Part 5 we did first. And then we did Part 9 goes to hell as well. Um, Anyway, um, this week's movie is... But we are not doing a Friday 13th movie. No, no. You know what? We'll get to the movie in a minute. I I jumped ahead. Uh, Let's take care of our March, our horrible horror March movie madness tournament of Of awfulness. Awfulness. I think that's officially it. (laughs) Um... Our bracket update for all you guys playing along, and thank you for keeping the votes coming. We're, uh, it's awesome seeing all you guys uh, voting and getting involved in this. Yeah, we're getting a lot of... Uh, uh, and some people are getting heated. Yeah. It's getting some heat. Like, oh, I'll get to it in a, when we get to it. But all right, uh, first round, our first matchup in our epically awful eight in the Crystal Lake bracket, we have Promride taking on Scarred. And uh, in a sweep... A sweep. A sweep. Man. All the votes. Promride is moving on. Um Holding strong is that prom ride, man. Ooh, uh, it's, it's bad. It is bad. And I will say that is so far. Our oh, pick. No, no, no. We had we had Krampus beating out in the previous round. So. Wow. But still, prom ride, man, strong. it's got a strong. The, the, the crap is strong with that one. It is. <laughs> Good fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And Daft Punk is your murderer. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Daft Punk murderer. I love it. Uh, next up in the Crystal Lake bracket, we have Swamp Ape. Taking on Santa Claus. Uh, this was very, very close. This came down to like, why? Just like double overtime. But I don't know what's happening here. I don't know what's happening. But Swamp Ape is moving on. Like, I know we leave it up to the, 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 the voters, listeners yeah. and the voters and all that. But I just wonder if enough people have not seen Santa Claus. I wonder if enough people have actually seen Swamp Ape or they're just basing it off like the cover art i don't know <laughs> but like man i'm sorry i would watch swamp ape a thousand times over before i wanted to watch santa claus well, again let's let's face it swamp ape is a bad movie oh it's one of the worst it's but a it, bad movie but, but it's, it's 
fun bad. It's Andy Kaufman-esque genius, I think. Or yeah. it's just accidentally that. Yeah. But either way, there's so much ridiculousness going on that it makes it fun. Well, Santa Claus was just so boring and bad. <laughs> Not even tits could really save that one. Wow. That's uh, saying something. Yeah. So... There you have it. <laughs> uh, Swamp Beach moving on. I'm bl- mind blown. Moving on to our Haddonfield bracket. We have uh, Zombie Decadence taking on Lake Fear 2. Uh, and in a c- very close match. Another not, close Not close, one. but it was close. We have Lake Fear 2 beating out Zombie Decadence. Whew. Uh, Chris Samples can finally breathe breathe easy on that yeah. one. Uh I not because I know it's like he he was when he was getting heated. He was. Was when people see people voting against Zombie Decadence. He's he like, what the fuck? He's people? like, come on, watch it. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. He sticks up for that movie. He's yeah, got, he does. He's got like a it's like a special place in that guy's heart. Yeah, it does. Oh man, but uh, Lake Fear Two is still holding strong, and that one is uh, that's our one pick that we in our original bracket. That's that's right where we oh yeah it would be yeah. Um, and then lastly. Closing out Hanfield in the epically awful weight, we have X-Ray, a.k.a. Hospital Massacre, taking on Sharkinsaw Women's Prison Massacre. And in a slaughter fest, just a bludgeoning. A butchering. Uh, we have Sharkinsaw moving on, beating out X-Ray. Um, I'm actually surprised X-ray, X-Ray went this I deep. am too. I'm really surprised. I thought X-Ray would have lost out in... Uh, I thought we've lost out the to sweet sixteen. Sor- yeah, in the shitty sixteen. <laughs> yes, the sh- pardon me, pardon me. We're we're not playing by NCAA <laughs> no, no. terminology here. It's the shitty sixteen. My, my so mistake. So our our Christ- our Haddonfield bracket is actually still looking pretty good for us because we have Lake Fear and Sharkinsaw. I think going. I think we had that going all the way. If I believe correctly to the finals. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, so that brings us to our our final four. I don't really have a clever name for that. It's just the final four. Um, and. So uh, once on Chris Lake, we will have Prom Ride going head-to-head against Swamp Ape. Winner advances to the finals. And then the Haddonfield side, we'll have Lake Fear 2, the Swamp, taking on Sharkinsaw Women's Prison Massacre. This is going to get a bloodbath, people. This is going to get hard. There's yeah. All, all four of these are worthy. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> all four of them are worthy, are worthy, could be worthy champions of this worst of the worst for this year. Uh, so look for that this week. We'll probably close out the voting uh, this week. Since there's only going to be one, two votes, and then we have final. So we'll probably do all this in one week and announce our winner um, on the air. We'll, we won't keep – so we'll announce everything, but keep in mind, this week we'll do the final four and our championship round all this week. Ooh, so this is the last week, guys. Yeah, because I don't want to delay it anymore. It's, yeah, it's, which this has already taken a long time. Yeah. Uh, we've learned a lesson, though, this year. We learned from now on, like especially with the first round, the opening six – the round of 32. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we learned it's better to start doing two a days instead yeah, of one exactly. day. And we'll learn a lesson next year. We'll, this will go a lot quicker. We'll, we'll streamline it. A little more it. seamless. Yeah. So anyway, there's the brackets. Everything's updated. Let's move into this week's movie, Breeders. Breeders. Not the 1993 sweet, awesome, off-spin off band. Oh. There's a band? but Okay. I was thinking the, the Breeders. Cannonball. Okay. It was uh, Kim Daly from... The, from um, Oh God, I'm gonna I'm lose my mind here. Uh, the Pixies. She broke off and made oh. the Breeders. They made that awesome song "Cannonball." I vaguely and, it sounds familiar, but I'm not, it's not coming to my. Anyway, um, this movie was released in May of 1986. It was written and directed by Tim Kincaid. Now he has 77 credits as a director, including such fine films as "Bad Girl Dormitory," sweet, uh, which many of the cast members of this movie are also in that. 
Uh, and then it gets weird because it turns out he follows the line of many other directors we found this show, especially David DiCatio, but he follows in the strong line of gay porn directors turn try to turn uh, legit. <laughs> or at least at least a dabble in horror. Yeah. Dip, dip their toes into the pudding nest. He's done such classic gay porns as In the Name of Leather, <laughs> The Joe Gage Sex Files 1 through 17. <laughs> Sex Files. Ooh. I, ooh. If I was gay, that'd be my go-to. <laughs> Men's Room 1 through 3. And who can forget... His, uh, the classic Daddy Gets Into Trouble. <laughs> Tim Kincaid, our director here, folks. Writer and director. Daddy Gets Into Trouble. Uh, our cast is really not mentioned. There's only a few people I'm going to mention. Even that's a stretch. But first, I'm going to mention uh, uh, Frances Reigns, who plays Carinza. Now, we just saw her recently because she was in The Mutilator as oh, well. Yeah. She mm-hmm. played Linda, the girl who gets drowned in the pool. Um, she's in this, as well as Matt Mittler, who plays Ted in this. He, too, was in The Mutilator. Right. He, he was the main character, at Jr. Yeah. Um, like I said, many of the other cast members were also in Kincaid's Bad Girl Dormitory. Now, the only other person I'm going to mention is um, uh, Ed French, who plays Dr. Ira. Uh, he's like the last character we're really introduced to uh, in this movie. But he is not known for his acting at all. Oh? No. No, no, no. <laughs> But he's had one hell of a, say, a career as a special effects and makeup artist. Uh, he's got 75 credits for makeup, including like some big-name movies and some horror movies, like including Cooties, which was Rain Wilson and uh, Elijah Wood, which was a really good movie. Cooties, huh? Cootie, Terminator Salvation, Dragon Ball Evolution, Paul Blart Mar- Mall Cop, the first one, <laughs> Return to Sleepaway Camp, The Midnight Meat Train, another horror movie, The Black Dahlia, and then the Waynes Brothers classic, White Chicks. Oh, sweet. <laughs> He, here's one you'll like. He's also did Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. Oh, nice. I, 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 you know what? Buffy had really good effects, good practical effects for a 90s show. It, it was did. well done. Um, Hellraiser Bloodline, Star Trek VI, Terminator 2, Tales from the Dark Side, Creep Show 2, the uh, Sleepaway Camp, the original, Amityville 2, The Possession, and then the Bring It Back to Horrible Horror. He also did work on The Stuff and Chud as Damn. well. This guy really put in the work. Yeah, and that's just so. I mean, he's got a sure. lot of other stuff, um, but pretty impressive resume for makeup there, uh, but not so much on his acting side. <laughs> uh, so that's that. Let's move into the movie this week. Uh, we open, <clears throat> excuse me, with an angry woman getting out of a cab, yelling at her date about how he, he had the gall to think that a cheap steak at a second-rate restaurant was enough to get her to put out. Dude, and right off the bat, like, the can- the cab pulls up right at the corner, she gets out perfectly, and she's talking like this the whole time! How dare you think you could get into my pants at a yeah. second-rate <laughs> Italian? I mean, just really hamming it up with the accent. Yeah, I love I'm like, ooh! <laughs> and it seems like she's performing for the people in the cheap seats. <laughs> you know, she's really loud. All of her words are very delicious. Deliberate, so there's no real. It's it's not the way people talk. No, you know? it's not. It's 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 very scripted feeling, and I'm like, ooh, yes. <laughs> so she slams the cab door in his face, and she just heads off. Uh, the cab pulls away. She walks down the dark, and once again, we've said this many times in many other movies. It's New York City, but completely empty streets of New York. Not 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 many people on the streets of New York at that time. Um, and we see that she's being followed by a mystery man holding a length of chain. Yeah, like. Thick, pretty thick chain. Yeah. 
Uh, she ducks into an alcove armed with her maze, and she, she, as the man comes into view, she nearly maces what turns out to be an innocent old German man who's just out walking his tiny little dog. Tiny dog. Um, pretty cute. She apologizes, and the two of them end up like walking and talking together for a bit, and uh, he's telling her, like, how the neighborhood used to be back yeah, in his uh, day. It's like, oh, it's very dangerous out here. I don't know. But back in of... my day, we, mm-hmm. this used to be my favorite chocolate shop I'd take my yeah. wife to and all this stuff. And um, and then I just all of a sudden, the man just keels over in pain. Horrible, horrible gastro reflux. He's got heartburn out the ass. He's probably going to shit his pants. And he's been <laughs> oh, just grabbing his stomach. Uh, he reaches up, grabs the woman's arm, and we see that his hand now has mutated into like a large, fleshy, bloody blob. Uh, the the hand kind of melts away and it is replaced by a, <laughs> a leather glove. Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> by a black alien hand. It's but it's hmm, um, what's going on? The creature rips off most of like the woman's dress, revealing a boob. And we got titty. And then he picks her up and just carries her off into the darkness. Scoops her up and she's screaming as he's running. Like, so awkward. <laughs> just shuffling back and forth. And his head has now been replaced with what looks like a motorcycle helmet. You know? <laughs> like, you don't see the... Tra- you see the transformation of the hand, but you, it's, you just see him run away, and his head's like... Like, Bulbous, a, like, yeah. like a motorcycle helmet. Yeah, like, he's huge. wearing a helmet out into... And he runs into the darkness. Yeah. Uh, now we just cut to some random guy walking around with a flashlight. Looks like a UPS delivery guy. Uh, he finds the woman lying on the ground crying and bloody. And but, so he's, 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 <laughs> but instead of helping her, he just like turns and hauls yeah, ass the other way. He's just, he just <laughs> wanders up. And of course, he's got like he's got a flashlight. And he doesn't see her until he's like five feet on top of her. Yeah. He looks down and she's bloody. She's uh, 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 whimpering. And he just kind of does a double take. He's like, huh? Huh? <laughs> And then just runs off. <laughs> runs off. Without saying anything like, I'll get help. Or nope, just, just runs away. Runs <laughs> off. And just like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> this is not how I want my day Probably to like, go. I'm on parole. Don't think I did it or something. I don't know. <laughs> you got done with this delivery. So I'm just like, man, I'm just tired. I need to get out of here. I didn't see this. So Good we, night. Yeah, now we roll the opening credits. After the credits, we're taken to Manhattan General Hospital, where we meet our two main characters, Dr. Gamble Pace, which is a woman, by the way, since the name Gamble is might not of, lead you to uh, to that conclusion. Right. And D- Detective Dale Andriotti, who is smoking in the hospital. So, once again, all the 80s. Oh, the Reagan era. <laughs> um, so, Dale is asking Pace how bad she is, referring to, you know, probably the woman. And Pace tells him it's as bad as it gets, that she's going to make it, but I'm not so sure she'll want to. Ooh, that's so you think... God damn, they gotta be fucked up. Yeah. So Pace then takes Dale into the woman's room. Um, now, before we even get to her, I do have to mention that Dale either doesn't read signs at all, or he's just <laughs> such a badass bad boy that he just don't give a fuck. But because there's a door, a big red door on this woman's room that reads, no smoking, oxygen in use. But when he walks up to the woman lying in her hospital bed, he's smoking that cigarette. Smoking that cigarette. Just, <laughs> he does have the wherewithal to put it out in the ashtray provided in, in the, the room. room that says no smoking. Right. <laughs> what? Dude. Boom. Two and, and be, two does not equal four here. Before we go on, I just have to mention Dr. Gamble's acting. Oh, God. It's the worst. Or lack thereof. Lack thereof. I mean, we want to talk about the most emotionless, stone face woman she's very pretty but my god does she have she doesn't smile she doesn't frown she doesn't raise her eyebrows she doesn't squint she doesn't give 
anything. Like her face is paralyzed. It's like you could have a mannequin and just say the lines behind it, wiggling back and forth. It's horrible. The Bobo the Clown doll from Sorry Slaughterhouse was more animated than she was. Just about, man. <laughs> That's a good reference because, oh, my God. She, she, holy shit. Even when she's walking the hall and they're talking earlier, she'll just stop and stare straight ahead, not looking at the, the, the police officer next to her and just re- uh, Oh, it's- the war. It's so yeah, bad. Yeah, and the thing that makes it even, wor- even better is that Dale, the detective, is pretty much the same way. But he's, he's a little more natural. Not much. A but, little bit, but he like moves his head and turns and kind of, you oh, know. He mo- okay, he moves a bit. She I'm doesn't use about, her body. She's just about vocal inflection. He, he, like, he's just the same pant- man, uh, monotone yeah. level. He's the same he, way. He, he's getting infected by her bad acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Aaron ran in about her acting, which I totally agree with, but also... Um, um, I got some other things I want to cover about okay. Dr. Pace okay. here. Um, first of all, considering that Pace told Dale what she told Dale about, this must be like, you know, oh, she's so bad. I mean, she first may of all, not want to live. Pace as much had a very, must have had a very easy time as a doctor so far, or just like her first day on the job. Because the woman who is the one we saw getting attacked in the opening barely looks touched in the, in the hospital bed. She has a few cuts and scrapes on her face, but to say that this is as bad as it gets and that she's so deformed and scarred from her attack that the woman may rather be dead is a fucking joke. She's got one bandage on her cheek, and and her face looks like it has a little bit of road rash. She looks like she was scratched a few times by a house cat. Yeah. That's about the extent of the damage to this woman. Or maybe had a bad fall and scraped her face or something. Like a thorn bush or something. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not bad at all. bad as it gets. Um... So, and what makes it this even funnier and more ridiculous is Dale's reaction to seeing her. Because Dale's like, oh my god. Oh my god. What sort of maniac would do this? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking bonkers. It's, it, it's really so, shitty. It's so bad. Uh, Pace mentions that she was raped and suffered damage from an acid-like substance. Uh, the woman wakes up afraid. <laughs> when he goes, an acid like so he goes, LSD? Huh? <laughs> was she partying? She's like, no, like. Sophia is burning the skin. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Uh, LSD? (laughs) Uh, So the woman wakes up. Um, Dale wants to know what happened. We learned her name is, we learned the woman's name is Donna at this point. Uh, But Donna says she can't remember what happened. And as she tries to remember, she does come up, she does say something like German man with dog. But then she just starts screaming for no reason and crying and then just falls into a catatonic state. Just goes blank. Yeah. And, (sighs) <sighs> PTSD is a real thing. Oh, well, yeah. It's a big deal. And it's it's been in the news quite a bit. And, you know, we're much more privy to it and sensitive about it now. This was 1986. They're just like, all right, here we go. Wake up. Who aren't you? Come on. <laughs> She's like, German man. <laughs> I love I, I loved I loved it. And again, they have no inflection. No. no. I was way more animated than they were. Yeah, yeah hell way yeah, more. were. Um, so we cut to Pace and Dale walking to the hospital talking. Now, Pace's hair is fucking huge in this movie. I mean, her hair is almost a character onto itself. It's yeah. so big and, like, doesn't move. It's just, Oh, it's, it's that huge. bonkers 80s hair, which I loved. It's so big. But here's where I had, dear God, her acting is atrocious, but we already covered that. Oh, my God. It's the worst. It's so plastic. Like, we can't even, we can't fairly, you know, do it justice to how badly her acting so is. So stiff. Oh my god. Yeah. I can't think of any other like 
I can't compare it to other movies we've done really because it's it's yeah. in a class of its own. It really is. Um, she takes them to some computer room and shows them a list of other women patients that have all been raped and have the same symptoms as Donna. Now, as I watched this scene, I couldn't help but think something here was off. Oh. And then it hit me. Dale has now magically changed clothes. And I think he's got he's, a different hairstyle too. He was he was wearing an entirely different outfit when he was wait where within what he was wearing outside in the hallway room. Like this is some grade A shitty continuity here. Like series. off the charts. Yeah, like just two seconds ago in the hallway, he was wearing a white dress shirt with a brown sport coat and a black tie, I think. And now in this room, he goes from the hallway into this computer room, and now he's wearing a yellow dress shirt <laughs> with a gray sport coat and like a different color tie. He's like, hold on, hold on. I'm going in the data. I'm going to go in the computer room. You change my outfit a little bit. There we go. Yeah. I, how does that happen? That's bad. That is so bad. It's not like the tie's different. No. Or he walked in with a cigarette and he didn't have it. Yeah. Or you know something along those lines. His lapel might be gone or different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an entirely massive, different outfit. Yeah. It's an entirely different outfit. Um. Now, in another display of epically bad acting, Pace rambles on about the other victims and that after their attacks, something else happened to their physiology, saying that all their EKG results EKG results are inhuman. So, and then at each woman has had this organic, untraceable matter found on their bodies. You mean jizz? And a thick black substance was found inside them. <laughs> oh, and every victim is also a virgin at the time. Oh, alien jizz. Alien jizz. <laughs> it's this thick black substance. Oh, and it. It's so hard to sit and listen to that scene as she tries to explain And again, this. she's explaining this with just the most dead face. Oh. Now, we cut to a photography studio where a group of people are in the middle of a photo shoot. Here we meet Carinza, except played by Francis Rain, who is Linda the Mutilator, and Ted, uh, also the Mutilator. Uh, Carinza is the model here, modeling various swimwear in front of a, a, just a plain red backdrop. Um, we also have a hairstylist and a female photographer, Gail, who looks like she could be Weird Al Yankovic's sister. Yeah, dude, totally. Uh, I think she's got, like, overall... She almost looks like six from Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anybody know Blossom? Yeah. Kudos. <laughs> uh, this this scene of Carinza modeling goes on way too long, in my opinion. Uh, no, it doesn't go on long enough. Uh, <laughs> it's great. I feel like that could be from any decade, Marshall. <laughs> any time period in history. That's something we could watch. It's 80s as fuck. Yeah, I mean, the swimsuits are bad. The music's bad. The way she's posing is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's, I loved it. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, this is going a long time. Keep going. All yeah, right. she, I mean, she's posing with balloons and in chairs and with like, all sorts of it's different re- outfits and just, it's montage. It it's is. The, it's a photo montage. It's your 80s montage. Um, so finally they break for lunch. Carinza opts to stay behind uh, while the rest go out and uh, so she can get in a workout while the others go out to eat for lunch. Now, I don't know what kind of workout you would call this, but I like it. Yeah. Um, her workout consists of doing a line of coke. She's got to get ready. She's got to take her her sports performance. Yeah. Answer. So she does a line of coke and then she strips down naked and then she just does various kinds of stretching and calisthenics, which border on interpretive dance 
to very weird 80s music. Dude, it's so funny. She's like, got to get ready. Line of blow. All right. And she even does the nummy, which yeah, I the- love. And then she goes into this bizarre stretch, really lame stretching routine. Yeah. And at times I was thinking, oh, my God, are we going to get the mythical and ever so rarely seen butthole, butthole. shot? Nope. No. You but don't close. Get, oh. You get, the, you get the 80s bush. We don't get the butthole. Yeah. The uh, old, and, the old and butthole. She, I guess her cool down, because it's such a hard, physically strained workout, she's, she just lays on the floor for a while, just lays there naked yeah. on the floor. Kind of touching her stomach at times and... In comes Ted, who has forgotten his wallet. Uh, Karinsa covers up with a towel. Ted grabs his wallet, and he goes to leave. But as soon as he gets to the door, he falls into the door frame in pain. With more GI problems. Yeah. Uh, he slides down the door, screaming in pain. He rips his shirt open, and we see the skin on his chest begin to bubble up and boil, and just, like, it's moving Something around. Something is underneath it, it looks like. It's a yeah. pretty good effect. It's the best effect in this movie. And Ted sounds like he's trying to force out a large turd here while his <laughs> chest continues to bubble and pulsate. And Corinne, isn't that her name? Corinza. Corinza, pardon me. Corinza's like right on top of her, yeah, not him. saying a word, just looking with amazement. Yeah, she just she stands more, there looking at him, for while, but like doesn't do it. She doesn't really scream for while. She seems more fascinated by what she's seeing than scared. She comes right up to it and just... Wow. I mean, the look on her face is like when you see a science experiment that's pretty cool. You're kind of like, ooh, neat. Yeah. <laughs> She's watching with amazement instead of, like, freaking out, trying to help him, maybe going to get help. But, but eventually she does start back away and she does start screaming. Once his chest starts to explode. Yeah. Because uh, th- his chest is oozing blood and pus, and, he, and he's starting to bleed from his eyes, nose, and mouth. Um, now this is where Karinza just stands there screaming repeatedly, just over, just, ah, ah. She doesn't run out of the room to get help, which would have been like, just get the fuck out of that right. room. She just stands there screaming. Well, Ted rips his chest skin off. Which is awesome. Uh, Karinza hides behind the photography backdrop. and <laughs> which, there's, there's nowhere to hide in there, this there place. There isn't. It's the only place to hide anything behind. Like I said, she should have just ran out of the room. Yeah. And now we see the shadowy silhouette of an alien with this giant bulbous head moving across the room. It looks very 1958 fly. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, Carissa comes out from her hiding space to some, for some dumbass. She don't know why she would do this, but she does. Well, I felt like she was kind of like looking for her opportunity to run, which would have been so many other times. Yeah. Like before yeah. the aliens showed up. Um, so now we see one of the aliens hands, which isn't even a really a hand. It looks something like a slimy anteater nose. Yeah, or a penis trunk. Yeah. I, like a penis trunk. I, and I, it's so weird. I don't know what it is. What's he going to do with this thing? And then two tendrils. Like, shoot out of the anteater nose, each wrapping around one of Christina's, Christina's ankles. The, the alien yanks her <laughs> down to the floor. And she goes, zoom. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool, like, the way she falls. She goes down fast. Boom. Boom. <laughs> uh, and he ever so slowly begins to pull her towards it. She's screaming and screaming and screaming, but not really struggling or even yeah. trying to get away. Just she pretty of, much just <sighs> lets it happen. Yeah. I mean, she's not, like, kicking her legs. She's not... Trying to undo the tendrils wrap or even grab on it. She's just kind of, ah, just screaming, screaming, screaming. There's a lot of screaming. Yes. So I should have done that in the opening because there's yeah. so much screaming. This so much movie. close-ups and screams over and over again. Not yeah. like one, ah, it's, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting lightheaded over here. Um, so 
Now we see the alien's other hand, which looks like one of those just black, like, rubber dishwashing gloves. <laughs> it looks like he's going to clean his toilet. Yeah, it's just like a black rubber glove. Um, he's just wearing this rubber glove. It's his raping glove. Yeah. As, he, as he reaches out and pulls off the towel, uh, the alien then mounts her and rapes her. Uh, the camera switches to Carinza's excuse me, POV as the alien head moves closer and closer to the camera. We see its giant fly-like eyes light up with like a dim yellow light. You can't make out very much detail no, though because the background is so bright. So you well, can't. I think that's, that's, that's the trick. I guess that's yeah. the trick. But yeah, you just can't make out the detail. Yeah. The, the uh, and now we come to a homeless woman wandering around the still empty streets of New York City in the middle of the day, uh, and she enters some old rundown building and pulls out this crappy, dirty old doll. And then we cut away to another that's scene. That's it. Seriously. What the fuck was the point of that scene? Like, I just... Dude, she looks just as lost as we are confused. Yeah. Also, she's like looking around like, what the fuck? And then all the time, I'm like, what the fuck's with this old lady? And then we cut. Yeah, I mean, hell, <laughs> the only reason I'm even talking about this is because it's so goddamn pointless, I fail to understand why it's even in the movie in the first place. <laughs> so we go to Dr. Pace on the hospital's rooftop. Yeah. Talking to a blonde female nurse named Alec. And just like every other movie... Alec is wearing a cliche. Cliche. Thank you. You have a hard time with that word. Uh, white <laughs> nurse's uniform, complete with that silly little white hat they wear. Oh, yeah, the uh, the little white hat. I'm so glad I didn't have to wear that yeah. when I graduated as like, a nurse. I don't even remember them wearing that stuff in the 80s, though, but maybe. But anyway. So, you know what's funny? Actually, our graduation ceremony, it's like the people dress up like that. They wear, like, the girls wear. The classic nurse's outfit, kind of as an homage to. I, can, I guess I can get that for a graduation, yeah. thing, like a ceremony. That that makes sense, and that's kind of cool. I get it, but yeah, and I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> but uh, the men don't do it anymore. Anyway, yeah. but the women do it. But yeah, I, but wearing it on a daily basis, like to work, nobody does that. Oh, but they did that back in the day. Why in the, the day, why like, would the fuck would they wear white too? Yeah, that's that like the worst old. color to wear when you're a nurse. Ugh, think about like all the vomit, poop, and piss, and blood, and all, pl- all, and all the great things that come out of the human body, you know, can splash on you at yeah, any yeah. moment. That's why we switched to dark think, fucking again, blue. Like, like, everything white's supposed to be peaceful and happy and, you know. Sterile. Sterile, so, yeah. <laughs> Until um, you see someone's barf on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alec and Pace are talking about the rape victims and how Alec is afraid because she, too, is a virgin. Uh, during this conversation, we get shots of the alien creeping about. Uh, and he's he's all gooey. Yeah, he's very like, gooey. You see his foot. It's like oh, alien foot. It looks and like somebody just poured like WD forty motor oil, like all yeah, over like this o- thing. oil, like like watery oil. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they leave, and we see the alien hand reach out and grab the door frame less than a second after Pace exits. So was he trying to get Which, Pace? Yeah, this is bullshit. Because there's no fucking way that she wouldn't have seen this giant alien standing next to the door, which it would have had to have been in order for it to grab the door so damn quickly after she walks through it. Yeah, and I imagine it's got a smell. It makes noise because it's leaking all the time. And it's, you know, everything we've seen is lumbering about boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and was he trying to get pace? Because there was ample opportunity. Ample, yeah. Because Nurse Alec goes off first. Yeah. Pace stays up for there for a while to, I don't know, enjoy the view and look fucking dull as hell. And then she decides to go back inside. <laughs> yeah. She's up there by herself for a while. For, yeah, at least, at least you know, 30 seconds or a minute or something. Like, you know, Enough time to Enough grab pass. her. Yeah, exactly. So now Pace, Alec, and Detective Dale are standing over Carinza as she lies in her hospital bed. 
Now, Carinza also has, she has some cuts on her face and a large gauze pad taped over the left side of her, uh, uh, on her left cheek. My God. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Pace and Dale ask her about what happened and if she can remember anything. Now, she's sitting up in the chair and the doctor gives her a shot. Like, they distinctly show her giving her yeah. an injection. What, she give her sodium pentothal? Yeah, who Like, knows? truth serum? <laughs> yeah. You know? um, so, uh, she tells us she was in the studio alone, but then he came back for his wallet. Of course, like, who's he? Who's he? And that's when Carissa, Carissa springs up, grabs what I can only describe <laughs> as, like, a chin-up bar <laughs> attached to, like, a giant fucking surgical light while screaming, Ted! It was Ted! <laughs> Such a weird shot. And then she just freezes again yeah it just free like she's like just paralyzed like, uh. <laughs> like she's stuck yeah dude that's so weird when she reaches up and grabs that bar it's like what why is it even there or what does that move it up like <laughs> i get the big surgical light which you would have that in an operating room but in yeah. a hospital room like i don't know and, you, but even then that giant fucking bar it's so big so in the I've been in operating theaters. I've been in operating rooms, and you do have those things. You move, yeah. but they move way up. You way move up. Them out of, you wouldn't keep it in the same area where a patient can sit up and Bound whack their head. Actually, might have well have done that. I mean, yeah. this thing is so big. It's a lawsuit waiting to happen. And I just don't get that bar there. But it was made for a fantastic shot. Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> um. So goddamn, we're only twenty-two minutes in this movie, and fuck, is it so bad? It's so bad. So bad. <laughs> So now we go back to the homeless woman who is now seems to be walking around in the sewers. Uh, I'm waiting for like Leonardo I know, I thought and Michael, Michelangelo's skateboard, but cowabunga. Yes, yeah, <laughs> skateboard right by her. Uh, she finds herself a nice little corner to call home and she lays out some newspaper to sit on and then she pulls out that shitty doll we saw earlier, which she talks to like it's a real person, telling her that it's not so bad down here. Plus, there's none of the usual scumbags around. And then she begins to unpack her bags and decorate her sewer corner with a tiny little Christmas tree and a few lengths of garland. Hey, man, you got to keep it festive. <laughs> I guess, but <laughs> it's not even Christmas time. She's just a crazy homeless woman. Hey, she's just into Christmas. And then she starts singing to her doll. And I'm just like, seriously, what the hell is going on with this movie at this point? Like, what is happening? I thought what? it was a Christmas carol, too. She was, like, humming like a Christmas carol. I don't know what she was humming. I thought she, she was, was humming She was, she was humming a Christmas I think it was Silent Night. Um, anyway, we get shots of the alien lurking about in the sewers now, too. And it attacks the crazy homeless woman. And, dear God, when it does, I laughed. I, sh- I laughed out loud so hard. Because <laughs> the way they shoot it is ridiculous. Like, I, unfortunately... That you can't see what we're doing, but okay, the camera pants that we see the old woman slowly turn her head to look straight into the camera. Then the camera pans up from the alien's feet to show its whole body, and that's when the alien does this little "I'm gonna get you" movement. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it looks more, ah. it looks more playful than scary. I mean, I think Austin Powers did this in all of his movies when he's like <laughs> flirting with like Elizabeth Hurley or something. Like I'm gonna get you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> ah, yeah, a foxy bear. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's so ridiculous to see this rubber suit man just go. <laughs> so the camera cuts to the doll on the ground as we hear the sounds of the woman kind of screaming, struggling, sort screaming. of, and the alien making weird what I guess to be alien humping noises. Know, and then we get a close up of the woman's face. She screams as blood just pours out of her mouth. That's one thing this movie has a ton of is mouth blood. A lot of mouth blood. So much mouth blood. 
and that's it. And we cut to Dale. He's talking with the woman who I guess is supposed to be either the magazine's editor or something. Hell, maybe it's Carinza's agent. I have no clue here, really. All I know is that Dale tells her what happened to Carinza. They end up talking about Ted, but she swears that... It couldn't have been Ted. couldn't have been Ted. Ted's He's such a, a nice, nice guy. guy. Dale's not buying. He's like, I know nice guys that do bad things, blah, blah, blah. And then she drops the bomb that Ted was gay. There's no way it could be Ted because Ted's gay. Uh, but she does give... Uh, Dale, Ted's address and information anyway, and he leaves. Oh, and by the way, Dale is also back to wearing his original suit as well. <laughs> changed back in. Yeah, he's changed back into his... And this is, I think, the suit he wears for the rest of the movie. Like, I don't know how many days it's supposed to cover, but, like, he never changes outfits again. <laughs> uh, we jump to Alec walking through the city, which you which you guessed the guys, still completely empty. Yeah. No, completely empty. Yeah, again, she's walking home from the hospital in the morning, so I'm guessing she works night shift. I don't know. when. Do, what are her who shifts knows? like? Maybe I mean, nurses work, work 12s for a long time. Yeah. I don't. Who knows? So she's on her way home, and man, she, hey, I doubt it was a night no, because she was just on the rooftop with Doctor Pace. That's true, and that was the middle of the day too. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. So, but anyway, she's going back to a nice like brown. She's like right. Na- she's in a great neighborhood, like yeah. New York neighborhood. New York, like any one of our listeners who lives in New York or been in New York or know anything about New York, the real estate is insane. Oh, yeah, it is. It's off the charts. Like you have to pay two thousand dollars for like a studio. It's or like a closet. <laughs> bonkers. So she lives in a pretty pimp place. It, but. Well, maybe it was eighty six sort of. money, but yeah, I mean, she lives um, next to a brown. So it would be considered dynamite today. Yeah. Um, so she gets back to her apartment, which yeah, the the area looks nice, but her apartment is shit. It's well, yeah. so tiny. Um, where she starts to prepare dinner because she just takes a giant stew pot <laughs> I, out of the fridge. I or love something. it. She comes in and just opens up the fridge. You think, okay, she'll get a snack. Yeah. She pulls out this massive, massive, massive it's like this massive, massive pot. Something you see like in a homeless shelter. They just brewing all that. Yeah. Gallons a, of soup. A and soup kitchen esque yeah. sized like pot. Yeah. And puts it on the stove. And then uh, she just strips down in the kitchen. In the kitchen and I, goes take a shower. I guess there's not a lot of room. Yeah. Uh, we get a shower scene. Yeah, you get more tits. Uh, and when she gets out of the shower, she gets startled by her date, whose name is, well... It doesn't matter what your name is! <laughs> Dude, I fucking love this part. I laughed out loud. I laughed out loud so much because she walks in from taking a shower, walks in and screams and then it pans to this really normal looking guy yeah. and he just goes hello. Yeah. <laughs> He's sitting there with a glass of wine and said that the kitchen table was like, hey. <laughs> you expect to see the creature yeah. or someone who's broken or something's fucked up and he's just sitting there going, hello. <laughs> That's like, what hey. he said. Yeah. Hello. Oh god. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Yeah. Um, they talk for a bit, uh, but he calls her Catherine here. He's like, he calls her Catherine, but I swore Dr. Pace called her Alec. So now I have no fucking clue who this woman is. Um, she turns her back for him for like five seconds to stir the pot on the stove. And when she turns back, he's fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's just dead with like two small puncture marks in his cheek. It looked like Dracula like just bit him on the cheek. Right. And that yeah. and he's just and he died from he's that. Just, he's just dead. She screams and screams and screams. Yeah, and again, the close up into her face as she ah, ah, Yeah. Ah. Again, she's a fucking nurse. Yes, I understand scream a little bit, but you can assess. You've seen dead bodies. I mean, you'd freak out a little bit, but I would give her I would, get I would, your I would, wits about you. I could so, see her screaming like, if the guy who is 
your day just start. You turn around one second, he's fine. You turn around, he's just dead. I get that too. I'd scream because yeah. But regardless, she's it, the, the scream goes on forever. Um, now we cut back to the woman Dale was last seen talking to, and this is where I realized it's the photographer Gail from the photo shoot. Yes, she just looks so much better now than she did earlier. She yeah, doesn't, she doesn't look like Weird Al anymore. Yeah, her hair is either pulled back or tamed down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. She, so uh, she doesn't have the mustache anymore. Yeah, or the accordion. <laughs> the accordion. <laughs> uh, she's not wearing like the Hawaiian shirt. Right, right. Um, Chuck Taylors. Um, I love Weird Al. <laughs> she's having a deep conversation with herself. Like she's going deep. Oh yeah. Um, like I'm not even gonna try to describe it, but like she's just sitting there at her table, like just having like this deep philosophical conversation with herself. And but she gets cut off by the phone ringing. Now. You don't hear anybody on the other side, but she starts screaming into the phone like, Was it you? Did you do it? You goddamn creep, was it you? And then she hangs up the phone, which brings again immediately. Yeah, like, what? Why'd you cuss me out? <laughs> yeah, and this time it's her friend, Alec, uh, who now we, we see her, and it is a different woman than we saw on the rooftop. So either yeah. I was wrong or the script itself was wrong, and given the level of quality of this film... I wouldn't be surprised if they did call a character by the wrong name in this script. I'm, I'm willing to go with that one. We need to watch it again because we need to put that on like IMDb or on, on the Wikipedia or something. If we found a good continuity error that hasn't been already been discovered, we I need to do it justice. on that rooftop, Pace calls her Alec, and then she's the date calls her Kathleen, and then the friend is Alec. It's fucking confusing, but... So, anyway, Gail tells new Alec that Carinza, <laughs> um was raped and mutilated. And again, mutilated is a really big stretch. You're really pushing it there. She, again, she barely had a few scratches on her face. Like, like, mutilated? No. No, 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 no. Mutilated is what happens when when uh, Big Ed takes a motorboat, uh, outboard motorboat yes. to your chest. That, that's, that's mutilated. That's mutilated. <laughs> or he shoves a fish hook up through your vagina and out through your stomach and then cuts your head off. That's mutilated. <laughs> that's mutilated. Having a cat scratch your face, not so much. <laughs> um, so immediately after Gail, Gail hangs up the phone, the lights go out, and she puts uh, and she pulls out a tiny little flashlight, checks her fuse box, but figures, oh, the problem must be with the main box down in the basement. She talks to herself a lot. She does talk to herself. She really does. She's uh, she has no inner monologue. It's very <laughs> much very much spoken word. <laughs> uh, so down to the basement we go. And we see the alien following her down the stairs. Slowly stalking. So, squishing along. Here, what my trans are. So, now we're to assume that the alien, I mean, we're to assume alien want to cut the power. But then he made it back up the stairs without being seen just to follow Gail back down, down the, the stairs. stairs. Why not just fucking hide in the dark basement and wait for her to come down? And even then, how do you know it's going to be her that comes down here? This is a big gamble you're going to... This is just retarded. Yeah, could it, be. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Like the super. could be an old Jewish yeah. guy coming down like, Oh, gosh. Oh, uh, my back. These kids. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, so Gail makes it to the main fuse box. The alien comes out from the darkness. Gail turns to see it. <laughs> and what, guess what she and does? again, instead of running away, which is ample time to do. Or moving? She just stands there like a statue screaming and screaming and, and screaming, screaming and screaming. Uh, we, you know what? I think I'm going to do a scream supercut. <laughs> oh, my God. God damn. If we could push a supercut super of this movie with the screams, that would be pretty pretty epic, I think. It's it's pretty bad. Uh, 
Now we go back to the hospital where one of the orderlies who we saw briefly earlier brings flowers to Donna's room because he steals flowers from people who have died. He's like, they don't need them anymore. So yeah. I'll just take them and give them to these other people. Good old Jeffrey. <laughs> Good old Jeffrey. Oh, is that his name? Yeah. Because okay. I was like, oh, that guy's sweet. Uh, kind of creepy. Yeah, very, very kind of creepy. These are dead person's flowers. You're pretty. I want you to have this. Yeah, he he is the kind of creepy. Like, but I do love this sweet line that he has coming up. Uh, I don't know what you're referring to, but hold on. Uh, he enters. He brings the flowers to Donna's room and notices that Donna's face is now fully healed up. Yeah, he comes in. He goes, "Hi, I bought your carnations. They're really pretty. Just as pretty as you'll be when the doctor fixes you up." Maybe then you'll go get some burgers with me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Jeffy. I don't call him Jeffrey. I just call him Jeffy because he's so adorable. But that's when he looks down and sees her face. Fully healed. She's fully pull, healed. Like, full Wolverine here. Just pull, yeah. fully healed. And the bandages have magically disappeared, yeah. too. Uh, there's no signs of the wounds, cuts, or scars are over there. In disbelief, he starts feeling her face in a really creepy, pervy way. Like, he's feeling up her face, which is this really weird thing to do. I like, I, I didn't mind this so much. Really? I yeah. thought it was creepy. I didn't like, think oh, it was why that are you bad. touching her like that? Well, it's 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 a it's a medical miracle. Maybe he's feeling to see the sensitivity. Like, yeah, but is it going to crumble? Is it broken? I, I, is it but makeup? But he's not a doctor. Or a phys- well, yeah, what is he? Is he a nurse? He's or like, is he, like, an orderly? I, th- I assume he's just an orderly because he, he's never – he's – just there, like doing shit. He's not a nurse because not. I, maybe he's a nurse, but I just assumed he was an orderly. But either way, like, I thought it was really creepy. That he's he's touching these women's faces, and he's not a doctor or anything. He's just like, ooh, let me. And there and there's she's asleep at this point. She's not. And so it's like, oh, it's, it's <laughs> creepy to me. So he leaves her room and goes straight into Corinza's room, where she too is now fully healed. Again, and face again, touching. he feels up her face too. Like, oh God, this guy needs <laughs> like should not be working in this environment. He's, Hands to yourself. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's me smacking my hand. Bad, bad, Jeffy. Uh, we cut to a close up of Gail looking dead. By the way, bleeding from her head. Her head's like on the corner of like a, like yeah. a metal. Thing like some sharp metal edge. Yeah, she looks like she got her head bashed, bashed in the side yeah. of that box, and she's dead. Like her face is completely, you know, uh, frozen. Bloody. Yeah, it's just frozen. She's, but she's like just catatonic, staring ahead. She looks fucking dead. Yeah, it's like, but then she rises up and shambles off like a fucking zombie. Yeah, but her pants are gone. Her pants are ripped say, off. Yeah, as she walks away, we see blood all over her legs. Yeah. Looks like it was a bad, bad, bad case of burritos. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she's pantless and bloody. Uh, we, now we cut back to Dale having a conversation with Mrs. Moore. Turns out to be Ted's mom. She thinks Dale's there in response to her missing persons report that she filed on Ted. But Dale's like, I had no idea about that. Right. Didn't know. And he's there trying, thinking, trying to get leads to find Ted because he thinks... He's a suspect. He's a suspect. He's one of the top yeah. suspects. Uh, she informs Dale that Ted and his group of amateur hobbyist archaeology buddies Dude. or something... Often go down into the tunnels but under the city to dig up shit. So, is this like a gay what? antiquing club? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, she never says, oh, he always stays home. But, oh, he does have this group of boys that go underneath the, go into the tunnels of the city. I know gay was taboo in the 80s. But you're talking New York City. You're like the one place you're it's right. not, <laughs> where it's not going to be taboo as much is going to be New York City. But these guys go into the tunnels. Explore each other's tunnels. Yeah, they do. And then go antiquing, yeah, I guess. They do. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, poor, poor Ted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, we jump to Dr. Pace in the forensic pathology lab with Dr. Ira Markham. Now, they're going over a sample of the shit they got from one of the rape victims, and Ira determines that each sample has traces of red brick dust in them, and 
that there's only one place to find it, on, and that's under the city. Uh, bullshit. Bull fucking shit. And that's what the Dr. Gamble says, too. She's like, that can be from anywhere. I mean, you're telling me... And the, he, he even goes... They, they go really deep into this. Sort of. But, like, you're telling me, like, the only place to find red brick in New York fucking city is underneath it in the t- tunnels and the sewer. I'm pretty goddamn sure that there's plenty of brick buildings all over New York. Aha, uh-huh, but it's specific red brick dust. Because that's what... It, that's his rebuttal. Yeah. That's what he comes back with. No, this is... This is a very unique red brick dust that yeah. can only be found underground. He's... Like they're really trying to explain how they, how the rationale behind Mate, it. I still call it bullshit, but I, I do too. You but know I, was, what? I was very curious about this, so that leads us to this week's horrible horror educational moment. Oh shit! On red brick dust. Go on, oh, great. Now this took me a completely different path than what I thought it was going to be used for. Took wow. Uh, okay. is, uh, it, is it really interesting, or is it just like something weird? I found it pretty damn interesting. Okay, all right. Um, either way, you're going to listen to it. <laughs> I don't have a choice. Uh, According to Voodoo, red brick dust is a powerful and magical remedy that will protect you and your home from enemies. Huh. It is an it, it is an old New Orleans tradition to clean your front stoop with red brick dust to prevent the entrance to your home and to keep bad energy and negativity away. Locals here have been passing this tradition on for generations. It got its beginning in an abandoned brickyard in on Dumaine Street in New Orleans. This was a place for voodoo queens to gather and hold rituals, uh, but repeated police raids on the brickyard drove the practitioners to Bayou St. John and Lake Ponch... I, some word I Ponch can't... Train? Yeah. All right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, to hold their ceremonies. Red brick dust is famous in hoodoo and voodoo communities for its protective properties. New Orleans is a haven for hoodoo and voodoo practitioners, and you can still go into many stores and homes here and cross over a line of red brick dust. Uh, to use it, simply lay a line of dust across the doorways or entrances to your home or business. No one who wants to cause you harm can enter. If you really want to be thorough, you can run a line of red brick dust completely around your home or business. It has been used by hoodooists for centuries to scrub their front stoop in order to ward off curses, evil, and bad juju. <laughs> According to uh, adding the dust... Now, this is where it gets fucking weird. Adding the dust to chamber lye, urine... Ammonia or vinegar is called reddening, and used along with bluing, uh, produces a very powerful effect with cleansing, uh, cleansing and protecting a home. To lay red brick dust around your home, you will keep those you wish to steal you or do any harm from crossing your door coming into your property. Allegedly, evil cannot step over the line of dust. On Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> get up before dawn without speaking to anyone. And wash your doorstep with your own urine and water. Oh, God. When it dries, sprinkle the dust across the doorstep to make the wash stronger. Write the name of the captain of police on paper. Burn the paper to ashes and add the ashes to your scrub water, which, remember, is urine and water. <laughs> Jesus. And add the brick dust. Is Oh, oh. And this is totally never, but just fun little fact. And red brick dust and brick dust is also used in the dirt of many high-end and high-quality Dirt used on baseball fields. Oh. So, there you have your interesting back wow. on red brick dust. <laughs> That's a hoodoo, voodoo, and bad juju. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, interesting. That's 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 an educational moment. There you go, well, guys. thank you. Uh, so, back to the movie. We cut to <laughs> Donna asleep in her hospital bed. The orderly comes in again, wakes her up, 
Donna pulls out a scalpel from under the sheets. Where the fuck did exactly. she get the scalpel? Where did she get a, she's been in basically a coma this whole time, and now she has a scalpel? And why would they have a scalpel in the room? Exactly. There's no scalpels in hospital rooms. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, she sits up naked in bed yeah. and just stabs orbly. Poor Jeffy is, like, looking at her, like, whoa. And she sits up naked, and I'm thinking... You know, of course, I already saw the scalpel, so I know he's fucked. Yeah. But I'm sure he's like, yeah! <laughs> All right! Oh, yeah. Um, but then, wabo! Just stabs him in the stomach, killing him. And drags it up. She stabs you, okay, him, thank and you, then I was about to up. say, I missed that, because I must have ran, because I was about nope. to say, I defer to Aaron on this, but I don't think you would die from a single scalpel stab Dude, she fucking... She does it right. She stabs him in the gut and then rips okay. right up. So then I withdraw my complaint on this one. I, I just saw the stab and then I saw him fall. Over. He might not be dead, but he's definitely Foxville. All right. Um, regards. Donna walks out of the room, still butt ass naked, ever so slowly, and yeah, slowly walks She's down the hallway. Slow saunter in down this the hall, trance like state. Right. Now we jump to Doctor Pace lying in bed. She gets a phone call from Dale. Full makeup, yeah. full hair. Hair is like perfect, poof. perfectly poofed and spray painted. To, uh, spray yeah. painted. Hairsprayed hair to fucking death. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Just She looks like she's ready for a 1980s <laughs> photo shoot. Fuck Carissa or whatever her Carissa, name is. Carissa, yeah. yeah. Uh, she gets a phone call from Dale telling her to get down to the hospital. We cut to her and Dale in the computer room. And this computer room looks more like a fucking NASA control center. There, and there's so much goddamn background noise in this scene. It's ridiculous. It's like, beep, boop, boop, beep, these, boop. Yeah, these old computers. And it's like this. And then it's like the, the, the fans. Like, and like printers in the yeah, background going. The old the, printers. The, like the, the dots. Yeah. Yeah. It's so loud. It's, it's actually hard to hear them talking. Not that it matters because you don't want to hear them talking because they're so goddamn deadpan and boring. So boring. So she tells Dale that all the rape victims are now gone. And no longer under the care of the hospital. They also apparently checked out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they like checked themselves out. They didn't. They went, except for Carinza. What She's kind still of computer there. system is this? Yeah, this is like da- like like computer from Star Trek. Like this is pretty. Adv- this is really advanced. advanced. Yeah, you know, it's not like oh, they're not under the care of the hospital anymore. They didn't check themselves out. No, they just walked out. It's not they like they had still be there. Computer chips in them, and so when they left, they're like, oh, no longer. Available. Yeah, tracking chips. Yeah. <laughs> what? What the fuck? Yeah, it's. I call, I thought the same thing. Like it's fucking bullshit. Um. So she calls in a twenty four hour twenty four hour watch on Carinza. Pace and Dale stand around talking about their past, which doesn't fucking matter. I don't care. Although he does ask her out I on a date. I was just about to say, he does ask her. He's like, well, how about we go out for dinner later? And or she's something. like, okay, yeah, sure. sure. Oh, again, no emotion, no pause, no nothing. No he's excitement. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what you want to hear from a girl you ask. I was like, all right. Maybe after this is all done, I can take you out to dinner sometime. Okay, yeah, sure. That sounds good. But we need to find these girls. You know, she just, just completely glosses yeah. right over it. Uh, we cut to Donna walking naked through the underground tunnels, still in her, like, trance. Uh, we jump to Alex's apartment. She gets a call from her mom. They talk for a while. And this is where we find out that Alec is a hairstylist. She was the hairstylist yeah. on the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. While she while she's uh, on the phone, she strips down, changes into a, 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 man's, a man's white dress shirt. Dress shirt, yeah. yes. Um, during her conversation, we see shots of some man seemingly breaking into her building as she's telling her mom how safe it is. With a sweet leather jacket. Yeah. Like, she's going, Mom, it's one of the safest places in the neighborhood. Now, she's actually a decent actress. She's not bad. She's not bad. She's probably the be- one of the best out of all of them because she's she's not act- she's she's doing the best. But anyway, she's like, Mom, it's one of the safest places in the city. And then you see, like, it's almost comical. Yeah, it really is. How, like, 
bad guy leather jacket. You just see these hands just reach out slowly, yeah. grab the door, and pull it back. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on. Um, and she, too, she also mentions in this phone card that she's a virgin as well. There are so many goddamn virgins, apparently, in New York City now in, in 1986. Dude, that must have been the place to be. <laughs> um, or, and, or not. Yeah, not to be. Um, as soon as Al gets off the phone, she gets grabbed from behind by a man who's wearing this like leather jacket, sweet like it's like a, the old biker one, like yeah, all the buttons. He's and got a, on. Yeah. Um, uh, he says to her that he doesn't want her money or uh, like to rob her or anything like that. He just wants a good time, and with that he tosses her onto the bed and pulls out a long kitchen knife. Which seems like a very odd choice to me. Yeah, it's very long, like, skinny. Yeah, like, I, almost I, like a bread knife without yeah, the serrations. Yeah, I, I get the leather wearing criminal carrying a knife, but I would think it would be more like a switchblade or a large folding pocket knife, something you can easily conceal. Not a long, skinny kitchen knife. I mean, that thing must be a bitch to carry around. You try to conceal it somehow without one without stabbing yourself. It's like it's like or, a twelve inch. Yeah. Or longer. It's like something you would cut like your holiday ham with or something. Yeah, it's, it's fucking it's huge. But it's not like a butcher knife. No, it's not. Yeah. And it's not like the Michael Myers like, carving knife. Yeah. It's just it's this long, skinny knife. Now, the man tells Alec he wants to play buttons. Buttons. Yeah, like I say, she's wearing a white dress shirt, and so he says, "Buttons goes as follows: for every zipper that I unzip." You have to undo a button. So he unzips his leather jacket, the, takes it off. The funniest thing is, because the guy had so many zippers on his jacket, I was just hoping he'd like unzip his pocket, and then unzip his other pocket, and then unzip his sleeve. You yeah. know? She's like, this is going to take forever, buddy. <laughs> you have so many zippers. Yeah. Uh, so he unzips his leather jacket, takes it off, and then another odd choice, he's not wearing a shirt. No. So that means this guy's just walking around New York City carrying a long kitchen knife and wearing a leather jacket with no shirt on underneath in the middle. Like, I, it's so it's such a weird choice it's, for the day to it's make. It's bizarre. It's so odd. Um, so Alec undoes a button. And then we get a shot of the alien shadow on the wall. Um, and so, again, I, we saw this in Kathleen, Catherine's, Kathleen, whatever, the other blonde nurse in her apartment, too, like, these are small apartments. But yeah. yet these this massive alien is somehow seemingly always able to sneak around in them without being seen. Right. Um, or make any noises. Uh so now also I'm also thinking I s I don't know about you, but I at one point thought that this guy there it was they were playing like a, it was like a rape fantasy game, like this was like her boyfriend or something. I kept thinking, aha, uh-huh, she's gonna laugh. No. 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 It's just dark. Like this is just a straight up like cr- criminal prowler. Yeah. I'm gonna rape you. This is scene. it. Yeah. And uh <laughs> Uh, and, he, and he has a very specific taste. He likes yeah. to play buttons. Yeah, he likes to play button. Because uh, I kept going back for it, like, ah, ha, 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 you got me. But nope, the alien then just comes out and reaches out. And <laughs> this is some, this is fucking funny as shit. He reaches out. He doesn't grab the man. Not no. He reaches out and grabs the knife out of the man's just hand. Swoop, just pulls it right, pulls the, it right off his hand. And it's like this is like fucking from like a Looney Tunes commercial. Like the guy looks at his hand. And like does like a double take, like you want to see like like, like the huh? Wiley Coyote, huh? like you want to see his eyes go blink blink. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> and then he slowly turns his head to the side, and then in the worst and oddest way possible, like the the, phys- the way he does, the alien slashes the man's face with the knife. But he's not. It's the way he does it. The motion, the way he's holding the knife, looks so odd. It's so, so obvious. It goes. Up in front of his face, never touched him. It's like a, he's swi- it's like swiping it in front of someone's face, 
and it doesn't it never touches him it just kind of swipes across his face in in front of his face yeah. say. the guy grabs his face ah! and blood just starts spraying out from between his fingertips it's covering the wall what did he and, cut yeah what? Like, there's some like massive artery I don't know about in the face <laughs> what did he hit I mean I know that there's the jugular and the yeah. femoral and these other big arteries but in the face like, he, he covers his eyes screaming and blood's going everywhere <laughs> And he falls down on the girl, dead. Yeah, he falls on top of Alec. Uh, she's screaming on the bed. The man falls on top of her. And then the alien goes for Alec as the camera zooms in on her screaming more face. Screaming. More screaming. More screaming. Ah! Ah! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> just bitch run. One of you girls. Just run. One of you girls. Just run. Yes. Holy shit. They're all just frozen. Frozen. And all they can do is scream multiple times. You know what this just reminded me of? We said the same thing way back in episode number two with, oh, uh, shit. with that fucking uh, Night of the Dead, Friday the 13th, when that zombie room, like all the victims just stood there and let the zombies, basically that were on chains, by the way, come to them. Yes. They were like, they were chained to a wall. They could have easily gotten out of the reach, but they stood there screaming it's... as the chain of zombies came up and <laughs> killed them. <laughs> it's basically the same thing in this oh, movie. Man, I forgot about that shit. Um, now we cut back to Pace and Dale... I forgot. I fucked up my joke here because I forgot it was coming up. But I made. I said we. Cu- I was gonna go. We cut the back to Pace and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Pace and Dale's. Anyway, fuck it. I thought I fucked it up. But yeah, and that's what they like. They're like they're sort of like a team. Like the buddy cop team or something like that. They're still in the noisy computer room, and she's telling them about the brick dust, and then. On the computer comes a list of five places that the dust could come from. What? Yeah, exactly. This is a fucking super... Why would a hospital have this information? This isn't even like... This is pre-internet. It's yeah. not like they're hooking up any... They Google it. Right. Like, why would this information be on this computer? It wouldn't be. I, this is mean somebody would have to have entered this com- information into yes, this... manually. Into this one computer. Right. And it, It's not like there's an intranet either. No. It's like one standalone unit. Yes, but it comes up five. So they decide that the Empire State Building is the place to go. Like That's the one. We're going to go there. Yeah, they're like, that place is too south. Okay, that one's a little bit to the west. Uh, that's probably not. Ooh, Empire State Building. Dead center. That's the one we go to. Yep. Uh, now we jump to Carinsa. She's sitting up in her hospital bed. She flips. She rips and flings her robe open yeah, and, just, all, and just takes it off. Get me naked. Yep. And before getting out of bed uh, and walking out of the room, uh... I'm sorry, let me catch my... I, I'm summoning all my notes. Um, we, before she leaves the room, she, she, she gets out of bed naked, she starts walking, and the camera like follows over, but it pans, and we see Dr. Ira just sitting in a chair watching her this whole time. Just sitting. He's, so there are such things as sitters. Right. You have her, but it's and, never a fucking doctor. No, exactly. It wouldn't be a doctor. And I get the fact that she was on 24 Watch. I get that. But again, he's, here's where I don't get He's a doctor... I would imagine they probably aware that all the other victims have gone missing. He, she gets up naked, by the way, and just walks out of the room. Catatonic, can't, can't, yeah, mm-hmm. can't a fucking time, and starts walking out the hall. And he just fucking lets her go. He's like, let's see where this goes. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm curious. He just follows her. He's like, wearing like a generic Pink Floyd sweatshirt. Yeah, it's so it's weird. It's like a ripoff Pink yeah. Floyd. Shirt. It's, <laughs> it's like. It's like the it's supposed to be like the prism with the rainbow, the pyramid but prism. It, it's so generic and rip. It's just like a like a triangle, with like this like some stripes going through. It's not a rainbow. It's just the most it's generic so, thing. It's like holy shit. It's funny. Uh, I just don't. I never said like why he wouldn't try to stop her or even say anything to her. Nope, just watches her naked like a creep and yeah. just goes follows her down the oh, hallway. Oh yeah, 
Real creepy. Uh, so into the sewers and the tunnel she goes, just walking naked in a trance. Calabunga. Still being fouled by Ira. And Splinter. Yeah. Uh, she comes to a tunnel that is has a glowing, slowly pulsing light coming from it, and she goes down it. And this is the same time we saw Donna go down earlier. Back in the computer room, the computer suddenly pops up what I guess is supposed to be a map of Manhattan with all the locations of the red brick dust. So not only... Along, but, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, along the brand new... Lo- uh, and as uh, a new location just comes up all of a sudden. Like, so, we have our five now of six windows. Oh, boom, pops up all of a not sudden. Not only does it pinpoint the locations on a map for you, it also locates a brand new one. Yeah. Says, oh, by the way, guys... Supercomputer here yeah. says there's another one, yeah. and it's right underneath the hospital. Yeah, uh, but I, I say, however, the fucking map, quote unquote, my air quotes here, uh, if you can even call that, looks something like you would see out of an old Atari system. Oh, big time. Because it's just this large red background with a black area that I guess is supposed to represent Manhattan Island or, you know, long, and then there's five blue, like, asterisk marks on it. And then one giant yellow flashing red X in the middle. And that's all we see. And then from this, Pace figures out that this new spot is right underneath yeah. the hospital. How is she supposed to figure the that the fuck out? I have no idea. Science, Marshall. I mean, science. especially based on this joke of a map. Like, you don't know in reference to where you're at on that map. There's no reference there. You, Obviously, you're not a doctor. <laughs> it's, it's bullshit. It's the highest level of bullshit. It's pretty bad. Uh, the phone rings, and it's for Dale. Uh, so, so, so the cop is now getting a phone call at the hospital. Like, why is he getting phone calls in, like, in the computer room? Like, where would they? Like, what? Uh, that makes me wonder, like, how many operators and extensions did he have to go get the person calling have to go through to get transferred to that one computer room? This fucking movie <laughs> just cuts through all the bullshit, Marshall. It just gets right to the meat and potatoes. We just don't give a fuck. <laughs> it does, it does not z- give a fuck. Zero fucks to be given. <laughs> they, they give fucks like those women would give a fuck about clothes. Yeah. Just throw Blow that shit off. off. <laughs> and he's told that there is an assault in progress in the sub-basement of the Empire State Building. There's an assault in, in progress. Jesus. Like, why would you call him? Like, he's, he's like the only cop in New York right now. Right. Because he's like, he's the only one we ever see. But I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're telling me you had to go through a hospital operator. Please, let me transfer you here. Let me transfer you here. Let me tra- to find this one cop in a random computer room in a hospital to try to stop an assault already in progress. Wouldn't you just call like somebody in the car in the in the patrol like car, a say, squad car, car close say, nearby? Yeah, say, hey, assault in progress. Who's <laughs> this? Is so nonsense. It's so bullshit. God. <laughs> so he relays this information to Pace that. And he's also found... Now, this is where they also fucked themselves over. Because they're saying assault in progress. But then Dale says, oh, the girl is safe. And that they have it cornered. And they say, oh, it, they, you know, it's probably some animal or something. So it's not really an assault in progress if the girl's already safe and they have the perp cornered. It would be assault over. Like, it's not yeah. in progress anymore. Like, they, they've already... It's already it's happened. Done. It's, it's done. It's done. So... Again, that makes no sense. Why you have that information? Just say, Assault in Progress, get to the Empire State Building, and then hang up. Not Assault in Progress. Oh. That's done. Oh, oh, hold on, guys. What? Oh, sorry, Dale. I just got, yeah, just just came down the pipeline. Uh, she's safe. Don't worry about it. You're, it's like, Never that's mind. basically what would have happened on that phone Never call. Never mind, bro. Never mind. <laughs> God damn it. So uh, we cut to some guy now in the Empire State 
sub-level is fighting with the alien. Just some random dude. Yeah. He's just there, and he's fighting with the alien. And he's doing okay. <laughs> he's, like, holding his own. Yeah, this, this is... Uh, you forgot about this scene. <laughs> he's just fighting this random guy in the... <laughs> the basement and he's like kicking and punching he's hitting him with shit and the alien falls over i'm no, like well, what's going on yeah. the guy then steps on one like the alien's arms or tentacles or something and, and squishes and, and it squishes it. but the best thing about it is like when he removes his foot the tentacle like squirts out water like it's just like a little stream water go, yeah. <laughs> it out, like, is it supposed to be acid yeah acid it's just clear water that comes out of this tentacle it's like what <laughs> what is that supposed to be i forgot about this guy uh, but then the man gets thrown and bashed up against a metal, like this metal f- caging like fence. Like a grated door. Yeah, it's like yeah. a fence that you, like a cage that you put like around maybe like a, like the electrical equipment, but you don't want anybody to touch yeah, it. You want to like take a look at it, but you don't want to, yeah. like, it's like a cage door. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the alien pins the man up against the fence by using the fence door. So he's like in the corner between the door yeah. and he's, and he's, so he's pushing the door against him. Yeah. He's pushing the door against him and then he kills the man by smashing the metal fence door against the man so hard that his blood just, he like basically explodes and his blood sprays all over the wall. They, the, they don't show him getting squished. No. They just show the wall and just a bucket of blood yeah. like splashes against it and he falls down on his face seemingly dead. dead. And you never see him again. So I guess he got squished? Yeah, it's like, that's, yeah. I mean, he got squished so hard that the, the force of the squishing Made the blood like come, I can just see it come out between like the like the little hexagons of the yeah. grates of the fence. Yeah, that'd have been a cool <laughs> effect. Yeah, but no, we just got a blood splash. Yeah. Um. So and that right after he drops dead, Pace and Dale run in like immediately. Right after, and the doctor just looks at him he's like, "Fuck it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I'm a doctor. I should try to help this guy. No, nope. I'm off the clock. Fuck, I'm <laughs> off the clock. <laughs> <laughs> they just look at this guy. It's like. Meh. <laughs> And then they look. Then they look up just in time to see the alien like run off. Opie, it's the worst. Like normally you see this like the alien would like scuttle into like scuttle into the darkness and get away. Not so much. This alien, he goes. He has to open a door first. He, <laughs> he looks back. He looks back. He's like, oh shit! Runs to a door. Opens the door. Looks, looks back. Like he has in. trouble opening. By the way, because his hands are so fucking weird. I can't see shit. Gets through the door and then he kind of runs off down this hallway with the door closing behind. It's him. So comical. It's so. Uh, oh, he's like, uh oh. Runs to the door. Fumbles Fidget, with it. Fumbles. Looks back. Like, oh shit! They still see me. <laughs> Oh, God. And you can see, like, the outfit, like, falling apart. It's, like, piecemealed together with, like, leather boots that don't fit right. And they're falling off. And his arms are, like, wiggling funny with his weird motorcycle helmet on. Oh, my God. The anteater penis nose hand or whatever it is just kind of dangling, flopping around. (laughs) So, of course, they follow the alien. Of course. (laughs) This leads him down to the tunnels. Uh, they find the tunnel with the the glowing light, and they go down it. And the two of them walk down these dark, wet tunnels. Like, they're just taking a leisurely walk through a park on a nice spring Dude, day. they're walking slowly. And, and with, calmly. again, no... Like, she even, like, they even, look, like, pan up and show the brick ceiling. Yeah. And she's looking at the ceiling like, well, that's some interesting architecture. Yeah, I, what n- the fuck is going on? Neither of them shows any signs of being scared. Or interest. Or nervous. Or as to what they're going to find. And just based on the fact that they, they just saw a giant black alien basically kill a man and run away. And they're just like casually strolling about like, They're what? holding hands too. No, I didn't think they're holding hands yet. Okay, well, they do hold hands. Yeah, they, Which they is, do. again is pretty hilarious. It is. Um, finally, they come to... 
Jesus Christ. I from here on out, the movie is. You thought it was insane Buckle and ridiculous. Up. Now, oh my god, oh my god, I love this. Where we're going. So we come to the aliens' lair, where they find all the wom- women soaking in the aliens' weird hot tub that looks like it's just filled with alien jizz. Dude, it's a sex cauldron. It is. <laughs> what you call it? I like it. A sex cauldron. The women are like moaning and like in pleasure. They're, they're reaching out their arms and they're, they're, like to help Corinza, who accepts the frame, into the they're like beckoning her into in. the alien. Love tub of cum. Dude, it's like weird pudding Yeah, cum. it's so... Oh. Dude, it really looks like jizz. Just the sight of this is so insanely ridiculous and bonkers that it's it's hard not to... It's like, what? So it's all the raped women. So there's five... Five of them in there. Plus women in there just all... Just rubbing this just goo j- it's, it's, yeah, all it's, over. And they're all like in this... Like on the point of orgasm yeah. ecstasy... As they're wiggling in this sex cauldron of goo. <laughs> Holy shit. I like the sex cauldron. I like that. Um, Dale and Pace go down a small set of stairs as they watch the women in the cum tub. Uh, <laughs> on the ground, they spot what looks like the fleshy remains of some dead body. The camera pans up it, and we see it's actually supposed to be a dead body because we see like there's a head attached to it. Now, I'm not sure if this is supposed to be the homeless woman because... We do see the, the the old crappy doll next to the body. It, it, I'm sim- assuming. But, however, that's who it is. the head is bald and looks mannish. Well, it's it's uh, it's supposed to be the. We find woman. out later it's supposed to be, but at the time I'm still like, who the fuck is that supposed to be? Did you really wonder who the fuck? Of course, yeah. it's supposed to be her. The, the, no, the doll's but, right next to it. It yes, looks close but, enough. Uh, whatever. The head was bald. Once I saw a bald head that looked like a man, that's why I questioned it. I was like, okay, what, <laughs> but yeah, it's supposed to be her. All right, so. Dale and Pace walk past the jizz bath. They, they just, like, ignore completely. Yeah. They just walk around, like, I'm pretty sure I'd be paying attention, like, what the fuck is going on here? They have, like, no interest yeah. in this sex nest of moaning women in pudding cum. Which is also Dude. the victims and her patients. Yes. Like, oh, pa- like, what the hell? You're like, hey, guys, you need help. Snap out of it. What can we do? Like, nothing. They're just, like, they just... They just Blankly yeah. stare at it for a little bit, and yeah. then that's it. Yeah, they're just like, one tries to help the women out. They don't dude, even, it's so crazy. They don't even try to talk to them, figure out what the fuck's happening. They just walk past this thing like it's old hat, everyday type of stuff. Yeah, you know, demon sex nest. Yeah, and then they run into Ira, who tells them that the energy coming from its nest could harm them if they get too close. He then goes on to explain everything about the aliens you want to know. Uh, that he it, breaks it down. That it drifted down to Earth as a spore, and that it reproduces itself throughout the galaxy, and that it can take on any form it wishes to accomplish its goals. He also explains that the dead woman was an experiment, but it turns out that she was diseased, and that only the pure, clean, and untouched women work, so hence the virgins. So I'm guessing the homeless woman had some kind of STD or something you on her. You hear that, or the disease is just getting dicked. <laughs> <laughs> then Ira calls out calls out Pace for being a virgin. So, uh-oh, Dr. Pace is a virgin, Dr. too. Dr. Pace is a... Everyone's a virgin. Everybody in New York City. Apparently, every woman in New York City is a virgin. Who wants a virgin? You get a virgin. You get a virgin. Seriously, every <laughs> woman in this movie is, is a, a virgin. Yes. Every one of them. That's crazy it is crazy that's probably the most unbelievable shit about yeah, this movie exactly is that the coke sniffing nude running around like model is, is a virgin yeah yeah um and he tells uh pace that 
It needs virgins to re- reproduce and that it needs her. Eric goes on saying that he did have that it did have an offspring with the homeless woman, but it was flawed. The offspring can't reproduce. It can only kill. And then coming out from behind Ira Dude. is a hideous half human, <laughs> half alien hybrid midget. Garbage pale kid. Yeah, a garbage pale kid. Picasso-esque. This thing is insane looking. Dude, it's so bonkers. And it just moves very it's like a kid in a costume, the way it moves. Yeah, it, it's it, not it's not a little person. It's definitely a child. It could be who's a child. Moving. I don't know. But okay, this thing has the body of a human. But has the giant bulbousy head of the alien along with giant fly-like eyes. Oh, and get this. It has a crazy vertical fang-lined mouth that looks like a fucking vagina yes. filled with teeth that runs from its chin up between its eyes and up to the top of its forehead. Holy shit. Fuck, like this, yeah. This, this thing <laughs> looks ridiculous. Redonkulous. It's so yeah. crazy. And it just runs out like... Which, Hi, guys. This reminds me. <laughs> what um, the fuck is going on? Which reminds me, um, since you're the one who posted uh, on Instagram, I did take, I took a picture uh, still. Uh, oh, of I'm the, going to get some. Of, of the, I was going to send you for the, but if you want to take a better one, yeah. Oh, I'm getting them. Uh, so, this thing attacks Pace, but basically it doesn't even attack her, it like attacks her shirt. Yeah. Like, it, it's, 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 it starts biting on her shirt with, it, with its vagina mouth, and, but they're able to just knock, make, shoot a thing with like, <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> push it push back. Push it away. Um, Dale pulls out his gun while Pace tries like slide. Like, sh- well, she's just like slowly and casually, without any like urgency, slowly just takes a few steps to yeah. the side. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, so Dale shoots the baby alien six times, but like basically ha- point blank, point blank range. But has it's like it's about as far as away I am from you. Yeah, and we can give high. We're on high, high five. five. Well, that was a horrible high five. High five. All, All right. right, that's a little better. We're on high five range. Yeah. Um. But the bullets right. do absolutely nothing. No effect on the alien. Um, yeah. He shoots him five times. Boom, 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 boom. The alien just... <laughs> and this thing is maybe three feet tall. Yeah. And it's just standing right in front of him. No, you never see the bullet go probably into Probably four him. feet. If you take the head itself, it's probably... Yeah. It. Um, and it's just standing there like... Argh. He throws the gun <laughs> oh, at wait, yeah. Iris, stays, <laughs> Iris just standing there smirking watching this. But... <laughs> exactly. So what day on next move? He throws... Yeah, since the gun shooting didn't work, he throws he the gun throws at this the thing. Throws the gun at it. Uh, he, he, he bashes it in the head with the gun, uh, and then he grabs the thing and he tries to. He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna choke it. I'm gonna grab it. I'm gonna start choking it." And that's why I got a picture of him trying to choke this thing. And when you see this side, like, oh, side shot, it's God just like this. Damn. Oh my! It's so comically just just rubber prop. It's so ridiculous. Um, I said, holy fucking shit, props Batman. This thing looks so fucking bad and ridiculous. <laughs> it's really, truly beyond words. Watching Dale, quote-unquote, fight with this rubber-headed prop is insane. But what makes it even better is that he starts to lose The prop to gets it. the upper the hand. The prop gets the upper hand, and the alien baby ends up choking him. <laughs> Dale gets saved by Pace when she hits the alien baby over the head with a wooden board. Yeah, she finds some debris, and is like, it's so funny because she runs at it, pulls back like, uh, and then goes, then goes for yeah, it. Yeah, it's weird. Like, what is she, she doing? Faking it out? She's peeking. Like, yeah. <laughs> but she can't even see it because it's Baxter. She's such a... It's so bad. Uh, and then she takes the splintered end of the board and stabs the alien with it, killing it. This kills it. This is a fucking joke, right? I mean, is this a joke? I, I mean, it just took six, six bullets. Point blank. Yes. 
which didn't even hurt it. But being stabbed by an old piece of wood is what kills it? Is it part vampire? Uh, fuck you, movie. <laughs> Does it get, like, Just fuck you. A wooden stake through the heart? Yeah, I, yeah. what is happening? Well, the alien did bite one guy like Dracula on, on the face. That's true. Maybe it is part. Maybe this is a part vampire alien. Maybe. Maybe it is. Huh. It's a fly He's into, into virgins? Yeah. yeah. Ira still standing by watching all this go down. And he just does, he's again, emotionless as well. Just, huh. Yeah. He's uh, mildly amused by this. Yeah, mildly amused. Uh, He says, good for you, Gamble. You're going to be even more helpful. You're going to be the mother of one of Earth's new masters. And Ira calls the alien race Noah, this noble race. Pace chimes in saying, like, how can you call them noble when all they do is rape and kill? And Ira responds saying, didn't you just kill would you not hesitate to do whatever you had to do to save your life? Well, that's just what they're doing. And Ira asks for her to help him. And that's when he begins to like tremble and cough and shake. Now, I got to give this guy credit because we've seen the old German guy transform. And we've seen the guy, uh, Ted, Ted, who does a decent job. But this guy fucking goes into complete yeah. convulsion. Body shit. Dude, he's... Yeah. <laughs> and it starts off real slow. Yeah. It's, he's like a piece of bacon frying in a frying pan. <laughs> the occasional pop, 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 into a full sizzle. <laughs> uh, he doubles over in pain. And then when he stands back up, his face begins to bubble up like Ted's chest did. And it's like pulsing as blood comes out of his nose and mouth. As his face slowly starts to like break and rip open, Ira seems to have returned to his normal self here and tries to tell Pace how to stop the alien. Oh, uh, and that go on. Okay, and that once the women leave the cum tub, the, <laughs> the alien will break into more aliens or some shit like that. It's really convoluted. I, I had a hard time understanding what he was saying because he's like. Like the way he's act in pain he's, and say, yeah, he's really difficult to understand. Yeah, I, I couldn't could, understand. I couldn't it. get it. Basically, um, basically, I think I have this layer in my notes, but basically comes down like there's some kind of time limit on this. Like after like 48 hours or some kind of for, they, they uh, need to gestate just gestation period. Like the, the aliens will be birthed or something from these women or, or something's going to happen. Um, now again, keep in mind during this whole horrific scene of Iris face breaking apart. Like always, Pace and Dio are just standing there cool as a cucumber. Just looking and watching with just blank, complete, expressionless faces. There is one brief shot of Dale looking slightly confused, but but it's more like he doesn't quite understand a math formula that someone put on a blackboard. (laughs) But in one way, no way does he look even the slightest bit scared or freaked out. And the same goes for Pace. Who, Who's, oh. who did scream at the sight of a dead homeless woman, but now as she watches her, her friend and slash co-worker's face bubble up and break apart, she's cool as vanilla ice. Yeah. I mean, it's just, what is happening? Ooh, and it's a good effect. It's a pretty decent practical it's pretty, effect. For this time, yeah, for a little budget. It, it's pretty... Now, about pretty, this practical effect, though, you see Ira, you know, as he starts to pulsate, well, okay, that's one thing. But then they cut away and they cut back and his face has gotten bigger. bigger. But he's also gotten a nice clean shave. Yeah. His beard is completely yeah, gone. It is. It's completely gone. It's complete. He has a he has a full black beard, he mind does. you. Yes, he does. Full black beard. And when he first starts bubbling, it's still there. 
cut away to Pace looking bored. Yeah, they bored. forgot to put beard on the prosthetic. It's completely gone. Like, it would have been so hard to put some crepe hair into the prosthetic as it blows Dude, up. Dude, he took a, a, a trip to Gillette City because it's <laughs> clean. There is no facial hair whatsoever. Um, Ira begs him to stop the alien with his last words. And then his fucking head just explodes. <laughs> boom. Just, boom. Just, just explodes. explodes. And in its place is the fly-like alien head. So it's like, what? Like, <laughs> trying to make sense of how this alien like transforms. It's really weird to think about because it's not like the alien. Because Iris says, "Oh, the alien can take on any form." But if it's going to take on your form, you would think it would just like change itself and then change itself back. But this is like an alien was inside he, like, goes Iris into him, him and then yeah, controls him out and, and then, then bursts out of him. Because again. I don't understand how this alien does. Are there like? Yeah, I was on the impression there's multiple. Yeah, aliens. that's what I you think. How does it get into Ted and the German man and I? Were like, how does it get into them in the first place? If it's, I mean, this thing's easy, like six feet tall. Dude, the Ted one was the most confusing. Yeah, because he like is during the photo shoot. He leaves. He comes back. Maybe he got infected when he was gone, but. What yeah, the fuck? yeah, you don't know when they get infected either. They're just like, Randomly, when did Ira yeah. get infected? It's like yeah. it's just random. How does this happen? There's no explanation. None. But yeah, Iris' head explodes, and in its place is the alien head. Uh, Dale just so happens to find a very small, <laughs> just just laying there, just laying there, gas can on the ground, full of gas, full of gas, in an abandoned like tunnel subway system. Uh, he tosses the gas on the alien, sets it on fire with a lit match, <laughs> kills boom, the alien, boom, dead. Well. That was easy. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem, like, that, that's it. That's it. No struggle or nothing. They, they, he had more trouble with the fucking baby alien than the full-grown adult version. Just splash a little gas on there, <laughs> lit up a book of matches, and toss it on there like he's playing softball. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. So now Pace tells Dale that they have to destroy this place, and I think they mean the cum tub, but I don't know if they mean the whole fucking sewer system. Who knows? Uh, and she's only suddenly become not just a doctor, but she's also an expert on New York's old subway system. Oh, yeah. She's a she historian. knows everything. She's yeah. like, oh, this is the old subway tunnels and blah, blah, blah. And back in the day, this is this and this was this. And, oh, look, there's the old third rail. If we could electrify it, we could do this and this and this. And like, so find some cable. Yeah. So find some cable to run from the third rail to the, I'm going to find the emergency phone and call them. Which and tell them. has to have power because, you know, if there's an emergency down there, it has to have power to the phone. So and I it, call them. It's and, all right there. Yeah. It's just perfectly all there. All perfectly there. Find some cable. And he goes, what? Are you serious? He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, during all this, the women in the co- just are still moaning away. Some just, see, some are like seem to be getting off on this, while others are like rubbing themselves down with the alien juice. Others are just like, I need more. Like they're just scooping uh, it, it up and, and like, putting it on. Putting so. it on. Uh, it's like a kid in a like when you're in a kid a, having a bubble bath. You just scoop up the bubbles and you put it on yourself yeah, or on your yeah. face to give yourself the, the bubble the, beard. The bubble beard. This is what they're doing. They're just like putting <laughs> it all over them. Now, beards. Uh, so, Dale finds an old coil of cable. He finds the cable. Just light, sure. It's all rolled up on a nice coil. Perfect. Um, Pace finds an old phone box that, like I said, yep. it still has power. And it's all right there. Not, it works. Uh, so, she tries calling for help on the phone while Dale starts unraveling. He, he attaches the, the cable to, like, the, the Third rail. rail. And then it starts unraveling the cable. And what we see next made me, literally made me laugh out loud. And it... <laughs> We get some shots of a few of the naked cum-covered women popping up from the cum tub, hissing in like the boo or 
the Michael, I'm gonna get you the pose. Michael Jackson zombie kind of, you know, pose, yeah. the dance move. Yeah, you know? they just pop up like, they just like jump up and go, and it's like completely black background. Completely black background. There's nothing behind them, and it's like a full body shot. Yeah. It's like you see their full naked body covered in this goo going, yeah, like they're actually going to do something. Like, and I'm oh, like, they're going to Okay, attack. here we go. But then that's nope. it. Then the very next time you see them, they're all back bathing in the cum tub. Back getting off in the cum tub. Yeah, it's like, what? Dude, Why they're just like, it? they get up and they're like, oh, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, back Woo! into the water. Back into the sex cauldron. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Why even show what? that? Like, okay, the, the women are going to attack. They're here gonna, we go. Oh, yeah. No, we, got, we got, you know, this. Climax. That, here we go. That would make sense. Nope. We're just going to nope. show them going, ha, boo, going to get you. And back into the, back into back, the sex yeah, cauldron. Yeah. So, uh, Pace actually gets lucky and the subway, like the maintenance man of the subways or something like that picks up the phone on the other end. and <laughs> He's so fat. He's his fat. Um, and he's overalls. Uh, and she's like begging him to turn the power onto the section they're in. Uh, and she's like, dude, lady, shut up. And he's thinking she's like another homeless, homeless. prankster or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Dale grabs the phone from her and identifies himself as a cop and orders him to turn on the power system. He now, said, let me. He says, while what I, she says, there's two of them. He goes, while one of you is checking out my credentials, yeah. the other one get ready to turn on the power. Yeah, let me, let's. <laughs> Right, let's break this down because I have a big problem with this. So I already, oh, this you have a big problem. Well, with? one of we already covered how I, something about Iris is about how the there's only a certain amount of time before um, the aliens breed or you know sure. whatever, and they make it like it's I guess like it's going to happen at any moment now. That's what they're, I think they're trying to explain or get across. But and I guess they're trying to build a sense of danger, tension, suspense with this whole climatic scene. But this is the complete opposite of that. This ending climatic scene is so boring. I mean, we're seriously watching naked girls in an alien cum bath. Dale and Pace are just standing around on hold. They're on hold (laughs) while the maintenance man calls the police station to check to see if Dale really is who he says he is. Never do any of the women start showing any signs of giving birth or that the aliens are going to come out of them or they don't try to attack right. Pace and Gale. There's no sense of danger here. The girls are just like having a good old time in the cum tub. Yeah. Dale and Pace are just, it's like, it's like they're, they're on, on hold. hold. There's like, a, please hold, I'll get to you in a minute. Okay. While they check out. Dude, there's all the, no the, suspense here. The only thing that's missing is elevator music. Yes. Yes. That's the only thing. It should have elevator music. <laughs> exactly. So, it's the worst climatic scene ever. And then, so anyway, they turn the power back on in the section. I guess, I guess he's a cop. Go ahead and turn it on. Dale takes the cable, tosses it into the cum tub, which electrifies the women in a stunning display of awesome, shitty 80s special effect Dude, electricity. The, the blue electricity. Blue. The classic blue electricity. Giant bolts of electricity yeah. in, in electric blue. It's the same, sh- same thing we saw in like Chopping Mall and everything right. else. Um, all the women die, yeah, and they and they sink down below into the below the cum surface. I do, I do love one of them. Just put your feet straight up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the old Deather cartoon. Like she might as well be holding a flower on her chest. And yeah, four like, feet straight, straight up, up in the air. <laughs> I was like, that's good. I like that chick. <laughs> and then they kind of sink below the cum surface. That's it. Day on base. Look at each other. Like, all right. And then they casually walk back the way they came, our, holding hands. Our job here is done. Yes. Like, 
all right, whatever. That's done. Over with. That happened. <laughs> now I'm going to take you to a nice dinner. Yeah. And that, like I said, now the love is bloomed because yeah. they're holding hands at this point. This is where they walk up the stairs and out. They defeated the cum-drenched victims. Yeah. God. Yeah. They were such a big threat. <laughs> uh, we cut to... Did this anything a threat? No. Dude, they... Nothing in the sea was a threat. They killed the baby monster, which was probably the most That was the thing. biggest threat because the, the big thing they just set on fire super easy. Rickety board? Done. Done. <laughs> okay, here comes the monster. He explodes out of fire. Ah, a little gasoline and fire. Yeah, done. done. <laughs> sex cultured monsters jump. Sex women jumping up. Ah, they just go right. No, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're on the phone. We're gonna get permission to. Your desk code. Just hold on. All we right, gotta check. get this. All right. My name is. Yes. Just check with Jim. Jim knows who I am. Oh, yes. I'll hold. Ladies, just keep. Thank you. Okay. Just rub some more cum on you. We'll yeah. be right with you. Good. Okay, <laughs> power's on. Here we go. Whoop, whoop. Just toss that in there. Zap. And they don't even have like a dramatic death. They're like, yeah. ah! ah! And <laughs> they fall over. And walk away holding hands. That's that's your climax. That's it. And we cut to Dale and Pace naked in Pace's bed. Assuming like, like they just had sex or something. I didn't think it'd be like that. Yeah. Only two minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I didn't think it'd be that way. Uh, that just wasn't the way she imagined it. <laughs> I just basically said, you really sucked, pal. <laughs> That's not the way I imagined it, buddy. And she she's laying on her side, and we see Dale behind her, and he's like, he kind of disappears from frame behind her back. He's like kissing on her back. And when she says, um, Payson says, she can't get all this out of her mind, and that I, what Ira did, Ira did say others would follow. Ira said that. And then we hear Dale from behind her say, he's right. And Dale pops up from behind her, only now Dale has turned into an alien. Yeah. He's the, he's alien. the alien fly monster. Pace, Dr. Pace screams. Camera cuts away to an overhead shot of Pace still lying in bed. Only now she's wearing like a white slip or nightgown, and she's alone. Completely and she, by herself. And she's crying as the camera does a very... Very, very slow, long, slow zoom out of this overhead shot of her just lying in bed crying with the single light on her. Yeah, blackout, roll credits. Huh? What the fuck kind of ending was that? I mean, <laughs> fuck you, Tim Kincaid. Good what? God. This is the stupidest ending. <laughs> this is one of the worst endings we've ever seen. Was this a dream? Yeah, but again, was the whole thing a dream? What was happened? The entire movie a dream? What happened? Yeah, I don't what know. What happened? <laughs> Oh, I, it's like I felt like I got knocked out. Like you get knocked out and you wake up and you're like, whoa, what the whoa, what happened? I don't know what happened. You know, you have that little amnesia there for yeah. a minute, and I just felt like, what, 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 what happened? Did I just watch the shittiest horror movie ever? What, okay, what, what happened? Holy shit! It's ridiculous. It's so, it's beyond words bad. It's it's it's, it's just, I'm bamboozled by how bad this this ending was. <laughs> bamboozled. Uh all right, so anyway, Moogoons, that was... That's Breeders. That's Breeders, the 1986 Breeders. So let's move on to Favorite Kill. There can be only one. Favorite Kill. Uh, the kills suck. The, I, I have, like, there's really... Most of them you don't even see. There's not many kills anyway. Yeah. Um, Aaron, what you got? I guess it'd be Ira's. Yeah. You know, I kind of like... It's it's a toss-up between... Was it Ben? Or whoever the helper, Ned, whatever his fucking name was, the helper photographer guy who fell down. And Ted. Ted, not Ned. Ted. It's either between Ted or Ira. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ira because at least his head exploded, yeah. which was kind of awesome. And, and you're right. That's really the only two choices we have this week. And I, too, agree with or, the, Ira because of the, the head exploding. 
Uh, but Ted was it, Ted was the best effect in the movie. But Iris head explosion was like what? And that then, was then just replaced by the, the pretty the, awesome. Like yeah, I, the physics behind that makes zero sense. Um, all right, so that's the, that was fast. <laughs> all right, let's move on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, ratings. IMDb gives it a three and a half out of ten. Uh, Ron Tomatoes, there is no thermometer score, and it has an 8% audience score. Ooh. Um, Amazon gives it a 2.7 out of 5. Plot keywords. There are 115 plot keywords. Wow. Um, most of them were pretty boring, dull. Uh, I wrote down body horror because I've never really heard it. I don't really know what body horror is supposed to be. Huh. Body horror? Yeah. Yeah, huh. I don't really know. Unless it means like stuff that has like because when the head was bubbling, bubbling and, in the yeah. head, like I guess, but like I don't body horror. Yeah, weird. And then there were very lots of very variations of rape in the bot. In the oh, this is probably one of the rapiest movies we've yeah. ever done. And then of course, rape by monster was one of the top keywords. Was cocaine in there? No, I wish. <laughs> and no panties. No, nobody wears panties in this movie. They're all naked. Yeah, they just like they, yeah. It's that's a good point. Whenever they strip. They just, one, they don't have bras on. None of them the wear nurse bras. who was working her entire shift to hospital who had no bra and no panties on just under her short miniskirt of a nurse's uniform. Fuck underwear. Yeah. Just fuck it. This, is the, this was like the, not the 60s or the era of free love right. or 70s. So like this was like 86 and nobody's wearing bras no and panties. No one's wearing bras and panties. Just Nobody. Who needs underwear? It's the uh, 80s? <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird, so, um, a weird one to explain away. The only piece of trivia I found for this, and it's not even really trivia. I had to, there's nothing really. I just made this up myself. Well, not made up the fact, but uh, this movie was actually remade in 1997. Uh, so they remade this thing, and believe it or not, the remake actually got a lower score on IMDb than the original. Oh, God. This one, the original, 3.5. The remake on IMDb, 2.8. And I was like, how is that possible? So, because I'm a chump, I watched the remake <laughs> before it is so I could prepare. Uh, I did watch it, both versions. Um, it is awful, but I don't know if it's, I really don't know if it's worse than this one or not. It's it's really, really, really bad, but bad in like its own way. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, we might do it someday on the show, but I don't know. It's, it's fucking awful. I oh. won't say that, but. It, well, great. I look forward to it. Yeah. That's what we look forward to. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, uh, there is no budget. I could not find the budget, so we don't get to do the budget game this Bummer, week. Bummer, because I was thinking it was made. It was produced by MGM. No, uh, you know that's that's what I thought. Yeah, we see MGM. Like, holy shit, this is an MGM. Yeah, movie? I was like, it's not. Huh? What happened? I looked because I looked this up. Uh, I was like, there's no way MGM did this, and it's like a wizard production company released. MGM's on because they somehow ended up with the right distribution rights to this movie. They own the current copyright trademark. So when you watch on Amazon now. It, they added their logo to the front. But that's of it so weird. But it's still the old style lion roar yeah. in the beginning, like straight from the eighties. Yeah, and it's still I, the old style. It's just rawr, rawr. yeah. But like, I, I was like, up. holy shit, this is an MGM movie. I looked this up. I I, I, my, I can say this. I looked on IMDb and I looked on a production company. Huh. And you know all these different production companies I've never heard of. We're listening as production company, production. And then down there's MGM and it says the current trademark holder and. Uh, like distribution or publishing or something. Well, they pu- own the rights. Yeah. I find that interesting that they put their logo at the beginning of it. And they're new, or probably they're old, right? It fits right in with that 86 but style. I think we've seen with Troma, like Troma films who distribute poop, it was, they did, even though they didn't direct yeah. or produce it, they yeah. put the Troma in front of it. Yeah, but sometimes there'll be a new, tr- like, it, oh, I guess it all depends on when this was released and when they got the rights. Yeah. 
Because if they got the rights at the same time the movie was released, I guess it would make sense for that old-style lion roar yeah. beginning. But don't I, they I, don't still, have, I haven't seen that in years. I, haven't I think seen they the, still do the lion roar. That's their thing. That's 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 the trademark. I haven't seen that. I don't know why they would Did MGM get bought by... I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to five-star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five-star reviews. Believe it or not... There were. There's always going to be some yeah, out there. It's nine, very, very rare we find some without. 19% of the reviews on Amazon were five star, while 45% of them were one star. Ooh. Uh, so from Martin Miller, it's a hoot. Mystery Science Theater 3000 would have a field day of this movie. There are A movies. There are even B movies. But this movie wouldn't even make a good run for a C movie. The acting makes this movie the funniest movie I've ever seen in a long time. Don't rent it or buy this movie. It would be better if you could steal it. Five stars. <laughs> There's something to that. <laughs> Don't rent or buy it. No. No. But Just steal it. Five stars. Yeah, but five stars. Uh, Josh Maniac writes, early 80s B-movie madness. This movie's great. Female nudity, puppeteering, gore, and an alien fertilization pool filled with white slime for the nude ladies to frolic in. Five <laughs> stars. Dan the Monster Movie Fan writes, Weird, cool, alien, and gruesome rape and gore. This film is sleazy, cheesy, sickly, bloody, gooey, and fun. But don't let the children watch it. Five stars. <laughs> and Happy Customer writes, Just simply, kick ass. Five stars. Kick ass. Uh, movie Man Kev. Boy, oh boy. Everyone's favorite gay porn director turned crappy B-horror <laughs> film director turned gay film director again. Tim Kincaid does not disappoint. Now, when I use the term crap for this film, I do so giving it the best, most love in the best, most loving connotation. I live for this trash, but if your tolerance for sleaze and utter and, and utterly atrocious acting isn't high, steer clear of this one as it most definitely is not for you. Five stars. And maybe one of the best five star reviews from John Semro. Great tits! Five stars. <laughs> they weren't even great tits. They weren't great tits. They were. They were. They were not great. I mean, tits are tits. But I mean, it's like yeah. pizza. You still eat it. You still enjoy it. But yeah, they weren't not great tits. No, they were all on the lower, smaller side. Um, but they at least they were full. They at least <laughs> full. They were small. Anyway, uh, the only one star review I wrote down is from from the goon, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, one of the funniest, or I'm sorry, one of the finest pieces of American film ever. Top-notch acting, airtight plot, flawless editing. At first, I thought this was an early Spielberg work. I thought the naked women swimming in a pool of alien spooge, spluge was a classy touch. <laughs> One star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the movie and other people's opinions. Um, let's give our you know final thoughts on ours. Aaron, what do you got this week as we wrap this up? I, I, I'm going to say <clears throat> so bad it's scary. But there's something about it that I recommend you watch. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's so, so, so bad. It's so bad. The acting is so bad. It's so bad. The effects are laughable at certain points, but they're good in other points. Uh, but it's it's a horrible movie. It's so bad. I, I, I'm usually more articulate about this stuff, but the fact that they had so many different crazy things going on. The naked women, everything going nuts. It sounds like I should like it. It sounds like it should be right yeah. now, Real House. But it all just comes crumbling down with the acting. It's the acting that just completely dries you up of any. It's it it 
it takes me out of it. The acting was so poor. There was no, like, remember when I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, the girl who gets out of the cab and, pardon me, out of the cab, yeah. and is like, you don't take me to a second rate. And like, she's animated, she's giving it to him, and it's cheesy, and I'm like, all right. And then the rest of the acting is just shit. Yeah. And it takes me out of it. So I'm going to say so bad it's scary. But it's worth a watch. So I'm kind of, I just barely make so bad it's scary all for right. me. Um, I... I'm with you 100% so bad scary. This movie is right up there with one of the worst we've ever done. Uh, I think this is a, a great early competitor for next year's tournament winner to go, oh, go it, for a very deep run. It'll go far. I think it'll go very far. Um, definitely final four material. Uh, I, we, I did have a blast talking about it and making yeah. fun with you, though. I had more fun with that than watching the movie. But there is, I kind of agree with you to the point where you say, even though it is so, 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 so bad. So bad. It is kind of worth seeing. It yes! Kinda, it's kind of like, it's like a car wreck. Like, you can't look, it's so bad, but it's, you kind of need to see it to fully experience. Because we can't do just how bad it is. You have to experience this for yourself to really get the full level of suckitude that this movie has. Right. Um. So, if you're brave... <laughs> Watch it. It's not that long. It's only like an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's a pretty short film. Um, so it's it's not a full hour and a half. Um, that's get, our get some friends. Yeah, get some beer. Get some friends. Um, be like Corinza. Do a line of coke or something yeah. for you. Do, do some blow. <laughs> do some blow. Take off your clothes and hop in your sex <laughs> and, and watch and, this movie. And turn this off. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So uh, uh, so bad. Scary for me too. Uh, that's gonna do it for this. For this week, Moon Goons, we'll be Woo. back in another week with another uh, horrible horror movie. So in the meantime, guys, watch more horror movies and remember to always keep it tight. <laughs>